Hi, this is Larry London. Welcome to Border Crossings. Today we are joined by a singer-songwriter who's been in the game for a bit. We'd like to welcome somebody who's got a Grammy nomination, written many hits, platinum-selling albums. Sophie B. Hawkins is with us. Hello, Sophie B. Hi. Hawkins. Hi, Larry. How, how are you? And hi, everybody who's watching in this day. Mm, well, thank you for joining us. I'm okay. We're on the air in 100 different countries worldwide. Wow. And some people know Sophie B. Hawkins. Some people are meeting you for the very first time. Yes. You have a new album uh, out, which is called Free Myself. Yes. And apparently you, you took some time, 11 years, between <laughs> the last album and this album. Yes. What, what, what were you doing for 11 years? <laughs> well, Larry, basically, after the one that preceded Free Myself, I was hit by my personal tsunami, which was good. I had, I, I'm a born and bred New Yorker. I, I had lived in New York since till I was 31. And then I moved to LA and I had a life there totally by accident. And then that, and put out many albums as an independent artist. So I was on Sony, if people don't know, I was on Columbia when it was Columbia, then it turned to Sony. And then in 1998, ancient history, I actually left the label on my own and they gave me my master's back over a fight over a banjo. And I became an independent artist. And I was one of the first artists to ever have a website, actually. And this was when the internet was first becoming a public thing, when Napster had just stolen song. This is stuff your audience might not know, but they should look it up because it's interesting. So then I went out on my own, my own record label, Travis Swan Records, and I put out several albums. And then at some point after the crossing, I just, my life in a in a good way and bad way fell apart in the sense of the structure of it. I had a four and a half year old child and I moved back to my hometown, New York. And then I it took me a while to build back up again because you know I lost almost everything. That's why I call it a tsunami. And it wasn't a bad thing. It was just a rebirth that I had to do. And I had a child again. I had another child, my daughter, Esther. So I moved back to the city of New York. I got reacquainted with my family. I started to build up my life again and my career again. You know, put my son in school in New York. And then I had a daughter. And it just took me a while to really get my feet on the ground and figure out how I was going to get support in my new life to put out my next amount of material. And Larry, I never stopped writing and recording. And I did several musicals in that interim that some of them almost made it to Broadway, were off Broadway. So it wasn't like I stopped working. It was just that the music business was changing so dramatically and I was changing so dramatically. And I didn't feel that I had the wherewithal to do all I was doing and support a record with no support, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to be a chameleon to survive in the music industry today because the changes yeah. are happening so quickly and so frequently. You're so right. And even now, I feel we have to do everything a la carte. Like you can have some of the old structures. But basically, if anyone doesn't know this or is thinking of getting into the business, it is a 24-7 job because you've got to be the complete and total artist writing and recording your own music. Or if you write with other people, whatever, I tend to write alone. But then you have, and going on tour, then, and nurturing those relationships, those band relationships with much less money, then you also have to have a family if you have one, and you also have to do all your business. And even though you might have some help, there's no way in this environment 
that an artist can have all the help that they need. Because as you said, it's changing constantly and it's really, it's a chameleon's business. Mm-hmm. Well, you've done very well and and certainly garnered international support for all of the hits you've had. Damn, I wish I was your lovers. They lay me down. All kinds of big, big, big songs in your catalog. And as you mentioned, you were on an off-Broadway musical. I think that was something to do with Janis Joplin, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes, I played Janis Joplin. In this, it was brilliant. It was called Room 105. And I did sneak some original songs in there, but basically I was playing Janis Joplin and it was death-defying. And I loved it. And when it ended, that's actually when I moved back to New York. That was part of the, I guess you would call it the, uh, what do you call it? The inciting incidents of my tsunami was being Janis Joplin every night on stage. That's the perfect person to be going through the middle of a tsunami as <laughs> Janis Joplin. It is the tsunami. That's really funny. <laughs> Sophie B. Hawkins is our guest. And uh, the new album is Free Myself. Now, you must have written some of the songs for the new album during COVID because COVID was going on after your last album and yes. before the new album. Yes, yes. So half the album, I had decided, well, it was a very different album called The Woman with the Sea Dog. I know my fans will kill me because I had done this before, but I'm about to put out an album. And then like, I, I don't get it really enough together in the business sense. And then by the time I put out an album, it's a new title with new songs. But eventually I have to say to everybody, just stick around they'll all come out eventually. So I was about to put something out right before COVID, but then after COVID, like you said, I wrote many songs and I grew a lot in a different way as an artist. And by the time COVID ended and I was ready to put this out, it was a different album and I was in many ways a different person. So Mm -hmm. I decided to name it Free Myself and have all new artwork and put it, and took off six songs and put on six new songs written in COVID. You're right. That's great. Sophie B. Hawkins, what are you going to sing for us? Well, I'm going to sing right now, if you'd like to hear me. Yes. I have my <laughs> I have my musician, Matt Cousin, here, and we are practicing for a show, so we might as well play some songs for you. That would be great. What's the first one? I think we should play Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover, just so in case you don't know me, this is what I'm most famous for. Mm-hmm. And got a Grammy nomination for it, too. Back yep. in 92 or 93, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just forget about dates at, at, uh, at yeah. this stage of life. Sophie B. Hawkins, and this is Damn, I Wish I Were Your Lover, here on Border Crossings.
crossing Sophie B. Hawkins, one of the biggest hits from Sophie's collection. She's had quite a few. Damn, I wish I was your lover. And uh, what was going on in your life when you wrote that song? Wow. Well, you know, that was that was my first big song. So I had been a drummer, Larry. I was an African drummer from, from the time I was 14. I said, I have to be an African drummer. I worked really hard at that. And then my drum teacher said, you can go to classical music school. And I said, no way, but I tried. And I got into Manhattan School of Music for percussion. So I did that. And then somewhere like around the third year of Manhattan School of Music, I realized I was never going to be the drummer that I wanted to be, that I could hear myself becoming. So then I decided I have to be a songwriter. Anyways, I'm a writer by nature. So I became a songwriter and I must have written more than 100 songs. And then at some point, damn, I wish I was your lover, started to come out. I was living on Prince Street in Manhattan, Prince Street and Sixth Avenue. It was a five-story walk-up. And I remember the day it started to come out. I remember everything about it. And I was sitting at my piano that I still have. Doug is behind me. And wow. um, it was just that I was so tired writing at night and my hands slipped and, you know, I was doing da, da, the A to D. And then my hands slipped from an A to a G. And I said, ooh, that sounds really big. And that kind of was the birth of Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover. Mm. And of course, the the lyrics tell the deeper story. And by the way, even though I'm a musician and I care very much about the melodies and the harmonies and all that, the truth is it's all about the lyrics. It's all about the story and the song for everyone. So that's just how I get there. So Demo shows your lover. If you listen to the lyrics, it's really complicated. The mm -hmm. story is sort of historical. It's mm. Harry Chapin said, he, I don't know if your audience knows Harry Chapin. Great Taxi, song. Sure. Everybody knows. Yes. Okay, so good. So he said, everybody has a hit song in them. It's their life story. And I feel that Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover was that for me. And then after that, it was As I Lay Me Down. Wow. Well, it's a string of hits for you, that's for sure. And so <laughs> do you remember where you were the very first time you heard your song on the radio? Yes, I was in a car with a promotion person from Sony. And I called her Effie. I'm not sure of her real name. And we, she turned on the radio and there was my song. We were in the South, probably in Atlanta. Again, I was from New York City. So all, except for the Midwest, which I really related to, a lot of the states, everything was new to me. And there was my song. And I thought, it doesn't sound as good as it should. We should have raised the bass or I should, you know, it's like crazy. <laughs> but even by that time, I was still thinking it's not ready. But mm. that also, by the way, Larry, is why I didn't put out a record. Also, you talked about the 10-year gap or 11-year gap. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a perfectionist, but I am someone who really can know when I, it's like, I want it to be the best. And now I've let all that go, I have to tell you. COVID really changed me in that level. And I realized that I am as good as everybody out there. And I'm really a unique person. And I hope everyone realizes this about themselves. I realized that my, my best is really pretty phenomenal. And I should stop holding on to things until they're better because they may not get better. And that's the thing when I listen to my old music and my old records, I think, how could I have thought that wasn't good enough? I could never do better than that mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Right, right, right. I understand. And you you look great. You look almost exactly the same as you did when you first put out the first album. That's uh, really nice of you to say. I do say to myself at night when I'm worried whether I should have a face up, I go, you're 30 years old. You're 30 years old. You're just 30 years old. Stop talking to yourself. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, when people say to me, how old are you? I say 31 for the second time. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> just, yes. Good. I like it. Uh, Sophie B. Hawkins is our guest. We're talking about her new album, Free Myself. You wrote most of the songs. You talk about songwriting and lyrics. Uh, and Free Myself is a very personal uh, album for you. Yes, they all are. I mean, I love the song. Well, starting from Love Yourself, which I'm going to sing for you here on this show. There's the story of, you know, I went to a party. The folks were fine. I ate coconut cake. I drank old red wine. And all on the way home, I thought about life, how so much good is born of so much strife. And when I finally crawled into bed, you would not believe the words in my head. Oh, baby, love yourself. That's where I'm at. Love yourself. Ain't nobody else going to carry your soul. And that's also the thing about the body and the mind and the soul. There was a point where I realized where all that work I had done on my mind to become better, to heal, started to click in. And I want to also encourage people, it isn't a joke, and it does work. At some point, all the work you do will click in, especially the positive affirmations and the appreciation of yourself. It's all going to click in. And if you don't do it, you're really going to lose out. Hmm. So this, so Free Myself was the album where everything started to click in. I realized I didn't, and the song Better Off Without You. I realized I didn't need that relationship that I was so dependent on this person, my manager, my business manager, my partner, all that. I realized I was better off without that person. It was such a freeing thing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know. Mm -hmm. You've always been an independent thinker. And I recall reading a Billboard magazine interview you did many years ago, where you said you like to write songs in a cemetery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's really weird that you said that. Because I didn't remember saying that. And also, I love, to, I love to do art in cemeteries. There are certain cemeteries that I really love. And I um, moved to a place in COVID where there's a cemetery up the hill. And it's so divine. It's a 300-year-old cemetery. And you won't believe it. I asked the head of the church if there was any plots in there. Because, <laughs> because I thought, well, we're all going to die. you know? Right. Maybe there's some plots in there. It's funny that you mentioned that at this time. Hmm. Sophie B. Hawkins has a new album, Free Myself. We're going to ask if you do another song for us. Yes. Yes. Well, I may as well do Love Yourself with Matt Cusson, who's with me, because I talked about it. Mm -hmm. That would be great. All right. Here is Love Yourself, Sophie B. Hawkins on Border Crossings.
Border Crossings and that's Sophie B. Hawkins, Love Yourself. That's the first single you've released off the new album. Yes. Uh, what are the plans for the next few months? Next single, tour, what, what, do, you, what do you got going yes. on? Well, I'll tell you, Larry, what's happening is very exciting for me because after my very first record, which was called Tongues and Tales, Sony said, you know, move to Europe, America doesn't get you, which, by the way, I don't think was true, but it was true for them at the time. And I happily moved to Europe and I because I hadn't lived there yet. And I spent three years there and I made my next record, which was called Whaler. And that was a much bigger success than Things and Tales. And As I Lay Me Down was on that record and many hits right beside you. So now that Love Yourself has sort of gone, I think maybe it's reached its breadth in what I can do in America, I said to my manager, what about Europe? I've been dying to get back to Europe and that really is my bigger market. So what's happening is at the end of November, I am going to London to do some shows and I'm gonna be hopefully now mixing it up, touring in America, still for free myself, but also now I'm going to London and you won't believe, and to all of Europe, and you won't believe it, I have a huge hit in Europe right now by another artist is covering my song right beside you. And yet another artist is doing demo with Shows Your Lover. So in a way, that's what's happening is I'm getting this invitation. And it's good because I am an international artist and it's taken me a heck of a long time to get back there. Mm. So what's the difference between the fans there and here? Have you noticed? Is there a difference? Well, my fans are really all so unique. Uh, they're under themselves. I have to say, I don't have like fans who are annoying or like, fan like they're all really individuals and they and when they come up and I sign their things they always have a very unique story to tell so I have to say I love my fans they're just they're people like me and a lot of times they're very creative people so they're the same in Europe but the only difference is is in Europe they don't get me as much so I think they're more excited to have me mm -hmm. and what's it like singing on a stage where the audience doesn't speak English but they know the words to your songs well, they always do. In fact, if, if you went on the internet and you put in Right Beside You by Alex Christensen, he has about 100,000 people singing Right Beside You, and he's somewhere in the Baltic Sea. Mm -hmm. So, it is, you know, the Europeans, they speak English. Mm -hmm. Well, Europeans, but in Croatia and, yeah. and Romania and other places like that. There might not be as much English spoken, but yeah, it's great that you get to travel the world. Do you have favorite places you like to perform? Yeah, I like to perform everywhere. I really just, I'm so grateful every time I get on the stage and there's more than one person in the audience. And even if there is only one person, which hasn't happened yet, but even if there were just one person, it would be enough for me to give my best show, a thousand percent. Because that's so amazing. It is amazing to me that people come out to hear me singing. You know, I don't consider myself a singer. I consider myself a storyteller and, you know, a drummer. Mm -hmm. So somebody came up to you and said, you have to pick one or the other, songwriting or singing. It sounds like the obvious answer would be songwriting. Yeah, absolutely. Also, because like most musicians, I'm a bit of a homebody. And when I say that, it just means that I love to be home and I have children. I I love raising my children. I love, I mean, it's difficult and I worry a lot. Of course, I have a 14-year-old and an 8-year-old and this age of the teenager is really challenging i really feel sorry for my parents now <laughs> different world <laughs> yes so basically i wouldn't trade that for anything it is my first and most important job because if i mess my kids up i won't it's not it's not okay 
Right, right. Nothing's worthwhile aside exactly. from your children, you know. So I got it. Sophie B. Hawkins was uh, on stage for a LBGTQ uh, women's rights concert, I believe. Now, you talk about playing one. You've never played for one. Um, but I, I assume in these festival environments where there's 50,000 people, it's got to be a different feeling for you than playing in a club with a thousand people or however many. Uh, yeah. Do you have a preference between which size audience you like to play for? Well, the bigger the, the bigger the audience is, the easier it is, because when you have a big audience, you can do just the simplest gestures and you can do iconic gestures and they just flip out and love it. And I don't think that they care as much about the sound because in bigger audiences, they understand that it's the sort of more big message. And that's easier for me, for most people, I think. The smaller audiences is really difficult because you, you if you are on tune in one note, you hear it, you hope they don't hear it. The self-consciousness is more intense. I've gotten to the place where I'm the same on both, but I will say, I used to prefer the bigger audiences because I could get away with more. And now I, I enjoy the challenge of the smaller audiences because I've gotten better and I want to see how good I am. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I will never say no to a big audience. I love it. <laughs> when we dialed in with you today to talk to you, I assume you're at home. Uh, yes. But when we dialed in, it says Valentine's iPhone. So I'm assuming that that's the B in Sophie B. Hawkins. You are correct. Do you like to be referred to by your middle name? Well, I do like it. Um, Valentine is my Scottish heritage, and I think it's a beautiful name. And nobody calls me Valentine but one person. But yeah, if I, if people started naming me Valentine, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> do you have a name for your fans? Do the fans have a kind of a, a mass name? Oh, I don't think they do. I don't know if I'm mass enough. Your mass, your mass. <laughs> Sophie B. Hawkins is a hit maker. We're going to ask if you do another one of your songs for us. Yes, I would like to do As I Lay Me Down because this song I think came directly from God, whatever God that God space is. This song came out and I knew it was so spiritually pure. So I'd like to do this song. I'm always kind of in awe of this song. And um, it might be my favorite. Oh, a little yeah. inside scoop. Okay, yeah. here here is uh, Sophie B. Hawkins and As I Lay Me Down on Border Crossings.
crossings as i lay me down that's another one of the biggest hits from the collection of sophie b hawkins who's talking with us today and uh, what an illustrious career you've had traveled the world performed everywhere been on the charts multi-platinum grammy award nomination uh has there been a highlight could you single out a highlight if you were to write the sophie b hawkins book what would be the highlight wow you know, I've been writing the Sophie B. Hawkins book. Oh, wow. And there are, yeah, and there are, there are so many highlights and they're different because, well, like I was obsessed with David Bowie when I was younger, between fourth grade and let's just say ninth grade. And then when I started to become a musician, I got more into jazz musicians like Thelonious Monk and Bill Jackson and thing. but, but, when I met David Bowie, I would say that technically should be a highlight because I not only met him, I got to have dinner with him. Wow. And then I got to see him again. And then I should save the rest for the book. But that was one <laughs> highlight. And, and I mean, just as like a professional person, that was amazing. And I think another highlight professionally was being able to have di dinner with George Michael. And the reason why that was even probably more of a highlight was because me and George Michael are so sim were so similar. We were both so much songwriters, craftsmen, and we were just dishing on everybody in the business, which didn't happen, you know, I mean, we were for some reason like sister and brother. Mm -hmm. So those were two big highlights that I can think of off the top of my head. And really the highlight now, this whole year has been a highlight because I do have two children, I am a single mom, and I managed to put out a record and get back on the road I think by New Year's Eve of this year, I will say this year has been a highlight. Mm -hmm. Do you run your new music by your kids to ask if they like it or are they, they interested in what mom does? They don't like it? No, they don't care. They don't like it. I mean, <laughs> they, they might secretly like it, but they would never tell me. And I think that um, my, my daughter, Esther, almost would apologize that I'm not successful enough. I'm certainly not near the level, but, you know, it, it's okay. I always tell her, look, Esther. I'm I'm an artist by trade. This is how I keep the roof over our head. And that's enough. <laughs> Don't put me down. <laughs> Do you still paint? Oh, yes, I paint. Hmm. I, painting is my favorite thing to do only because there's no, I don't sell my work. I will eventually, but I don't sell it. There's no pressure on it. And I love it so much. It's such a pure part of my creativity. I'm not hmm. ever thinking of the audience, ever. Hmm. Well, I think, you know, you're a, you're a very special person, not only for the music and the lyrics that you provide the world, but, you know, for your charitable efforts for animal rights. And as I said, for the LGBTQ community and and all the other things you do as well. You were in a documentary in 1998 called The Cream Will Rise uh, and you've done TV shows and things like that. You've played yourself and ah. uh, which is, is it. Was it hard to play yourself? Does a director come yes. and say, can you be a little more of this or a little less this? <laughs> Well, they didn't give me that much direction, but they did give me a lot of lines and they and they shot and they always shoot you, you know, eight times as much as they show you. I do think it's the things that, that made it easier was that um, the actors on community, for instance, were so generous and so great and so funny. And me, naturally, I, I am funny. We are. I'm funny on stage. I've been told that. So that was a great thing because that's more of a comedy. Being, I don't think being oneself is easy for anybody. Mm, exactly. Exactly. When you're playing a role and they're told play yourself, it is very hard. But you're like, which 
Which, which self? Yeah. What mood am I in? Well, which one do you want? Uh, so tell me, I mean, as, as we wrap this up, how do people find you, find information about you? If they want to read more, they want to know the tour dates, they want to buy the music, where do they go? Okay. Well, the music is available on Amazon, Apple, Spotify, and all that. And then my website is sophiebhawkins.com. And I'm on Instagram posting pretty regularly. And on Facebook, I think it's the real Sophie B. So people can find me on all the regular places. And I think if they just go to the, uh, the website, sophiebhawkins.com, although most people aren't going to websites anymore. It's mostly Instagram and Twitter, and I'm on all those things. Thank you for being on the show. It, it's a pleasure to have you on and to talk to you and to meet you and for doing these songs that you did, you know, off of uh, past albums and off of the new album, Free Myself. It's great to speak to you. Thank you so much, Larry. It's great to speak to you, too. The long-awaited interview. Well, I'm glad we were able to put it together. Is there anything you want to say to the worldwide audience, which includes the troops who are also tuned in? Well, I, well, the troops, troops, you mean our armed forces? Our military, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I am so grateful to our military. We need you so much, and you protect us. And every time I see anybody in uniform, I say, of course, thank you for your service. Is there anything I can get you? <laughs> I love our troops. And to, my, to the audience, I'm just so grateful you tuned in, and I really hope you like the music, and I really hope you'll come see me on tour, because you will not be disappointed by a live show. It's mm -hmm. when, very when, energetic and cute. When does the tour start? Well, the spring I'll be touring again. Okay, great. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Sophie B. Hawkins, Free Myself, is the name of the new album. My name is Larry London. You are watching Border Crossings on VOA TV.